Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. When is the last time you felt alive? The last time you stepped out of the shadows and let the world see your light shine. This is a place for you to find yourself. A place to discover your passion. The gift you want to give to the world. If you want to dance, we hope you dance. Whatever and whoever you want to be is exactly who you should be. Welcome to Live, Love, Dance. Here's Deanna Lee. Thank you for being here today. I'm Deanna Lee. You can find me on social media at Deanna Lee Dance on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We have a very inspiring story to share with you today. It's deeply personal, too, of how one woman and mother of two broke the cycle of addiction in her family that had been going on her entire life and a cycle that she fell into as well. And then how dance helped her fight her way back to being a confident, empowered mom, friend, and dancer. Let's welcome to Live Love Dance from Port Orchard, Washington, Jasmine Kaiva. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> How you doing? Good. Thanks for coming in today. What's so cool is that you're actually sitting right across from me. I know. It's exciting. <laughs> There's a lot of questions I want to ask you today. You have a particularly inspiring story. This is a deep personal story too of how you broke the cycle of addiction in your own family and how dance helped you fight your way back to becoming a confident empowered mom friend and dancer so let's get into it what was your biggest struggle that you dealt with before you decided to choose yourself and take a chance on dance so my biggest struggle I don't really share this too much with everybody but growing up there was a lot of drugs and alcohol my mom used up until I was five and she was sent into um, a treatment center in Spokane from her choosing what how old were you when she was sent to treatment um I believe I was about four or five Wow. yeah so I was pretty young that's intense at four years old yeah what was she using um she was using meth um, I think that was pretty much her main choice of drug. Okay. From what I understand. Yeah. Um, like one of the, like if you're going to do a drug, that's like the worst yeah. that you can do. It yep. really does mess up your body and your mind. And Yeah. And I know that there was a lot of other drugs that were, I'm sure, into play with that. Um, right. But that was the main drug of choice for her. Um, we stayed with my grandma with my aunts, my uncles, while she was getting herself clean and sober. I'm not 100% sure if it was before she got clean and sober, but she had a husband when I was younger, and he was very abusive to her. He drank a lot. Um, Did you see the abuse? Yes. You witnessed it? Yes. The okay. one that I witnessed, or that I remember the most, uh, she was sitting inside of a computer chair, and he tilted her back and choked her um, and almost killed her. And 
Um, sorry. It's okay. I don't uh, talk about this often, so for it's sure, definitely yeah. a struggle. But um, right. I remember my sister was trying to get through the front door to go find somebody to help us, and my ex stepdad slammed the door on my sister's fingers <gasps> and um, locked the top lock so that we couldn't get out. Get and get out while mm-hmm. he was doing this. So he trapped everybody in that room together. Yeah. How old was your sister? At the time. She, she's only a year older than me, so I want to say she was probably five or six when this had happened. And I know I've had a lot of conversations with my sister about it because we are very open with one another. And she used to hide me in the bedroom and keep me away from everything and try to cover my ears so that I didn't hear what was going on and so I couldn't see what he was doing to my mom. Wow, I'm just struck by this story and the visualization of this and the age mm-hmm. that both you and your sister were. You were so young and so impressionable to see the first father figure in your life behave this way mm-hmm. had to have um, truly affected you in so many ways. Once you got a little bit older, let's say like when maybe you were a a teenager or when you first started dating, did that affect your dating life as well? Most definitely. Um, I didn't have my dad a part of my life. Um, He left when I was two. And so definitely going through that and seeing my mom going through that relationship and other relationships also because we had, well, I myself had experienced abuse from some of my mom's other boyfriends. And I had one of them that had kicked me because I didn't want to clean my room when I was younger. Um, And my mom came in and she was like, if you ever touch my daughter again, like I will call the cops. Well, then he turned around and called the cops and told them that my mom had shoved him. And that was the last time that we were at that house. Going into relationships, um, I really leaned towards the bad boys, the ones that... Mm -hmm didn't treat me well. I was in one abusive relationship for like two and a half years and was pregnant at the time too with my son. And I had been pregnant when I was 13 and was using a lot of drugs and alcohol myself. So wait a second, let's back up. So the first time that you got pregnant, you were in your teens? Yes. 13 years old. 13 years old. This story is remarkable because, you know, we're going to get to a really, really happy ending here. This is what Live Love Dance is all about. I'm literally getting like goosebumps right now because I know you, Jasmine, and I know now it makes so much more sense to me, your remarkable journey. Yeah. So 13, the first baby. And then when, when did the second baby arrive? So the first one, I actually ended up having an abortion. Okay. Because I was on so many drugs that I didn't realize that I was pregnant. My mom brought it to my attention and said that I needed to take a pregnancy test. And so I did. And I found out that I was 12 weeks. And when I went to the doctor's office, they were like, basically, if I did make it through a full pregnancy, that it wouldn't live very long or that it would have some major issues. Right. And only being 13, and it was more of like a one-night stand type thing with a guy that was much older than me. And so I made that choice for myself that I just, at 13, I couldn't take care of a baby. You're so young. Yeah. Yes. And 
that's something that I've kept to myself. Only like a couple people from when I was younger know about that. And then obviously my family. But And you're sharing it now on Live Love Dance. Yeah. Are you, you're okay with sharing that with the world? <laughs> obviously, I mean, perhaps your story can help somebody else. Exactly. And for me, that was the one of the hardest things that I have ever gone through. And that was one of the things that broke me down the most, um, along with, I was made fun of a lot when I was younger. I was broke down a lot. And I used to be somebody who was just so spunky and fun. And I guess being broke down so much, it just kind of faded away. And I became this shy, quiet person. And so now I'm figuring out how to bring that back out. The original yeah. Jasmine. Yeah. The original Jasmine is about to show up. <laughs> so it sounds like you hit rock bottom at such a young age, but obviously, Jasmine, you got your life turned around. Tell us, how did you get sober? You know, when I was in the eighth grade, I actually got sent to three different treatment centers. The third one, I stayed sober for like eight months. Then I ended up going back out and using again, um, and then I got pregnant with my daughter. And once I found out that I was pregnant with my daughter, I stopped everything. I stopped the drugs, the alcohol. I stopped smoking. Didn't want that for her. I was only 15 at the time when I got pregnant with her, but I knew that I wanted to give her a better life than what I had and that this was going to be my second chance. Yeah, I just did whatever I could to give her a better life and not follow in other families' footsteps. And then I ended up going through high school and was grateful enough to have a daycare at my high school. So I was, I was able to stay in high school. Then at 18, I had my son, graduated at 19, and was the one that got to do the class speech for everybody. And so just having my kids and getting sober, you know, really turned my life around also. Well, it sounded like you wanted to break the cycle too. Yeah. Most definitely. What you had seen growing up with your mother and all the hardships that she went through. Why was it when you got pregnant at 15 with your daughter, why was that the moment where you said, I really, I've got to change? You know, I think it's because I had finally got to a spot where I was ready to be sober and I was tired of living the way that I was living. I was losing a lot of family. A lot of my family didn't want me around. They didn't want me at family functions and holidays and stuff like that. You know, a lot of family members deleted me off of social media just because I was too out there and just didn't have my life together the way that they wanted to see me have my life together. So when I had my daughter, I knew all the stuff that I had gone through I for sure never want my children to go through all of that or to see anything that I had to see because, in all honesty, it messed me up in the head growing up. And I just wanted them to have the best life that I could possibly give them, even though at 15, it didn't seem like I could give them a lot. And so I started working two jobs and I was going to school to make sure that I could provide the life that I wanted to give for them. How are your kids doing now? Great. My daughter is in the second grade. My son is five now. My son got his dream dirt bike for his fifth birthday that he's been obsessing over. I was able to give my daughter a quad for her eighth birthday. You know, like we're just living a really happy life at this point. I honestly believe that there's only going up from here. You've done really good, Jasmine. And I know that Thank dance you. played a large role in making a positive impact on your life. Yes, it was huge. 
on my life. How did dance help you deal with these struggles? Honestly, just meeting all of these amazing women. And even though they don't know the full extent to my backstory and my back history, they have built me up as the person that I am now. And they see that I'm trying to grow into this amazing person and to be fun and energetic all over again. And it's so amazing that I have such a huge support group that if I have issues, I can go to them. And I know that I can go to them and that I'm not going to be judged and that they are going to do what they can to bring me up and Mm -hmm. to make me happy and to see me smile and that they don't want to tear me down like all of the other people in my life all wanted to just tear me down and change me. And the women on this dance team, they don't want to change me. They just want to see me blossom. And so it's amazing. If this is your first time listening to Live Love Dance, I own a dance company uh, called Deanna Lee Dance. And inside that dance company, we have three dance teams, the Boot Boogie Babes, the Boot Girls, and the Boot Chicks. And Jasmine is one of the boot girls. And so when she refers to the women and the team, that's what she is referring to. It's so great to hear you say that because I think when women get together and they support one another, it's very powerful. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Do you feel that? Yeah, I have gained so much confidence from dancing with so many women that I never would have imagined that I could have ever gained. And to me, it's just, it's amazing. I am so happy now, and it's my place where I can just go, whether it's with the dance team or going and dancing at the bar, it's just Somewhere where I can clear my mind and I stop having all the voices inside my head going off and worrying about things that I really don't need to worry about, you know, and we all do that. I do that (laughs) every day. I have to tell myself, like, really knock it off. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Like, I feel like I'm constantly just have like these little voices in my head like, oh, you need to worry about this. But when I get on that dance floor, my mind is just silent Mm -hmm. and it is so refreshing and so nice. Had you danced before you started with the boot girls? So I had never danced my entire life until I turned 21 and I found McLeod's in Bremerton, which is a country bar. Right. And I went there and I saw these people line dancing. And I was just like, oh, that's kind of cool. But I could never do it. And so I just decided to get some liquid courage and to go out there and try it. (laughs) And fell in love with it and just kept going out there and just learning the dances. And then found the Boot Boogie Babes. Didn't really know what I was getting myself into and was so scared and so nervous come auditions. Which was last year, talking about last year's auditions, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, last year's auditions. And going in there, I being so scared and so nervous and not having any confidence in myself, the ladies in there just made you feel like you were where you belong, you know? So that was really amazing. That's such a nice thing to hear when ladies say... I was so nervous coming into auditions, but when I showed up for the Boot Boogie Babe auditions, everybody made me feel welcome. Yeah. And everybody supported me. Is that the way you felt? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I definitely felt that way. Do you think that being a part of this team has impacted you in a positive way? Oh, most definitely. In more than one way. You know, like I feel like a much kinder person being on this dance team because I wasn't a very nice person growing up. Didn't really care what other 
others thought about me and the way that I acted, you know, and you're a little more rough around the edges. Yes. Okay. Which is not you. That's not the Jasmine that we know. Yeah. That's not bubbly, outgoing, smiley Jasmine. Exactly. And so being on this dance team, I think has personally made me a better person and has shown me how to be there for other people because I never got that growing up. And so I didn't know how to be there for other people. So being with the Boot Boogie Babes, they have really shown me just how to be kind, how to support other people, really just put myself out there and be supportive of other people other than just like my small circle. If someone listening to Live Love Dance today can relate to your story and your struggles, what would you tell them to help them get out of that rut and get out of that cycle that they're in and choose a more positive path? You know, I would just say don't give up. If it's really something that you want to do and you believe in your heart that you can do it, don't give up because it's going to be a rough path and it's probably one one of the biggest struggles that I've had going from such a negative person to a positive person and you get those different sides of people who some of them agree with it and some of them are like, oh, you're turning into this person that we don't like and so people from your past yeah okay and they're so like maybe some dare I say toxic people yeah okay very toxic mm-hmm. and so just being able to make it through those struggles of cutting out certain people that are very toxic in your life and letting in these people that are so positive especially when you don't have any trust for people right because for me I just always thought that everybody was out to get me. Sure. You know, and that nobody was really here to be positive and to support me. Mm -hmm. But growing through all of that has just been something that's incredible (laughs) for my life. And so just don't give up through all the struggles. Just fight through it. And when you get a bump in the road, just take your time slowly and go at your own pace. Don't rush yourself, but don't also don't hold yourself back because you might miss out on something that's so amazing and that can change you for the better. That's such great advice, Jasmine. And I have to say, you know, I'm your coach. I'm your dance instructor. I've known you uh, since you came into the organization. It was over a year ago. And I've watched you this past year. And I, I knew you a little bit before that, too, because I worked with you during Melina's wedding. Yes. Remember, I choreographed a bridesmaids dance for yes. you guys. And that was my first introduction to you. I, I remember you being this really shy person. And I could tell that you had some great dance ability, but you didn't believe in yourself enough to do it. Yeah. And so this past year, I've watched you literally blossom and become a different human being. And so to hear you say this to me and give give us the background why and how you've been able to put the pieces of the puzzle back together to be able to find personal growth, to find yourself again, it's just remarkable because we've seen it. I've been able to see the whole the, the whole Boot Boogie Bay movie with you. I've seen it. I've seen this person come in who is not the same person that we know now. Yeah. I'm yeah, I, I feel like a completely different person, you know. Um it's just I'm so happy now from when I was a year ago. Mm-hmm. And coming into auditions this year, like just my confidence and stuff, I can see it in my videos and I made a post on Facebook. Watching my videos last year, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like where is all your fun? Like so stiff and everything, you know, and I was back then I was so scared and even though This year, I still have nerves for it, 
but I just felt so comfortable Mm -hmm. going out in front of everybody when a year ago I would have never thought that I would ever be comfortable performing in front of other people, being put on the spot. It was one of my biggest fears. My entire life was being put out there. And when I first came into the dance team, I did not want to be in the front row. I wanted to have people behind me, people in front of me, so I could feel like I was not seen. Shortly before the season ended, I got to be put on the front row. And for me, that was the most amazing feeling I have ever felt in my life. (laughs) And it was just so exciting. And I had so much confidence and finally realized that I had all that confidence. And I feel like I was just really able to put it out there and show everybody that I had confidence in my dancing for once. If you're listening to Live Love Dance and you're wondering, what does she mean by the front row if you're not a dancer per se? When you're dancing in the front row, one of the things is you sort of, you're just out there on your own because in line dancing, you typically have people around you. Like you said, you have someone to follow that's in front of you. So the ladies that do dance on that row, they really have to have that confidence. They have to have the dance truly down. And even if everything else crumbles around them, they've got to be the rock solid dancer and know that dance so they can hold the whole team together. Mm-hmm. So it's a very important position. And I remember when I put you there and it was because you earned it. and I know it was a very exciting day for you I thank you for sharing your story today Jasmine I'm touched and I'm very humbled and honored that you chose to to share it here so thank you I appreciate you letting me share it with everybody not just on our dance team but just everybody around that's listening to this podcast because it's not only helping me share it but I am helping so many women that might be going through the same struggles that I went through and that may not know how to really go through all of that and then come out where you are a completely different person for the better. And so it's (laughs) so nice for me to be able to help women do that because if you would have asked me to do this a year or two ago, I would have been like, no way. I can't do that, you know? And so it's just so such an amazing feeling to be able to help other people. Yeah. You chose yourself. You said to yourself, I am enough. Yep. And that's what this is all about. Jasmine, thank you for being here today. Thank you. And until we see you again, we hope you get out there and live, love, dance. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.